0: Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids Radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. It's always great for more parents to hear these stories and get the information. All right, thank you, and on with the show. So this is Kindling Helpline with Mother Craft Nurse Chris Minogue, our first for twenty eighteen. Hello Chris, how are you? I'm very
1: well, thank you.
0: Did you have a nice break? I did. Well, I, I did didn't I say, missed wait, I, everyone. We've just been talking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Chris went on a, a boat around the islands around yep. Hamilton Around Hamilton Island, around Hamilton Island yep. with uh two very active young Situation. boys. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it's, it was still it great. Was delightful.
0: It yeah. was easy. Had a good well. It was, this this is Chris. You can't, <laughs> you can't imagine it not going right, can you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look. If you have joined us for the first time, uh, this is helpline, which means that you can either give us a call or write a comment. If you're joining us on Facebook, the number is one eight hundred five four three double seven two. I actually had to look up that. It's been <laughs> that long. You can send us a text on zero four three seven double six five two hundred. Um and like I said, pop your comment down on Facebook if you'd like Chris to answer it. Chris has over thirty years experience helping families with babies, young children, toddlers, everything, the mix, the juggle. So if you have a question, now's the time to ask because uh, Chris will cater her answers to you and your family. So there's no, well, I mean, there are probably some guidelines, but everything is catered to individuals here. And Speaking of, we're going to start with Amy, who has a a two-and-a-half-year-old. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. (laughs) Can you tell uh, Chris what's going on? Hi, Chris. Hi,
2: I have got a two-and-a-half-year-old little boy and also a five-month-old little boy. So it's kind of hit the terrible twos with yep. the new arrival arriving yep. at the same time. <laughs> Lots of fun. Um, the problem, I guess, is with our two-and-a-half-year-old. He's very emotionally charged. Be he's, he's very, very happy. Or he's very sad. Or he's very angry or annoyed about something. And we, I guess we just want to make sure we're doing yeah. all the right things meltdowns over everything.
1: Right. Which
2: I know is not uncommon with toddlers, but he's It's he's, sort of
1: exaggerated. He's so exaggerated. Yeah. And he's
2: really clever and I know a lot of it he's playing us for yep. attention. He does a lot of things for attention and but he's such a gentle little soul. We just want to make sure we're doing the, the right, right thing things. for him. We don't we, we want to him to be able to cry when he's upset and, yeah. and be in tune with his emotions. And you'll help like him a... to
1: regulate those emotions for him. We're trying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> you said trying. that it's
1: sort of exaggerated. So they they are exaggerated at that age like you would expect. But I think the thing is how much do you play into it and how much do you let go of and let him regulate Yes. And I think that depends on how many of you are tired in the room at that one given moment. So has he given up his day sleep? He, yes, yeah, he's
2: been a terrible sleeper <laughs> since the day he it. was born. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that um, might be why it feels exaggerated. Because in a way, he's he's still a little bit tired. Oh, he's no, he's
2: desperately tired, and ah. we've tried everything. Like, so we've. What we've time literally he... tried everything. So to try now, and get some sleep. Yeah, so now it's yeah. a to to, um, we've had to cut the neck off a Bond zippy and put it on backwards to oh, yeah. make sure he keeps his nappy on. Otherwise, oh, yeah. he takes yeah. his nappy off and <laughs> wow. ruins his room. And... Bodysuit does the same thing
1: there, Amy. So if you put a bodysuit on him backwards, he can't undo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's
2: it. If it's on... Normally, he undoes it. Yeah, he's that's right. He rips the video camera off the wall. He, oh, he is a little bit. He yanks video open camera. the wardrobe door, which I've put a lock on. Like, There's just no sanctions. And, yeah. Does he get Unless out of I, his cot? So, yeah, he we've had to get rid of the cot and put him into a low-lying bunk bed. So he's uh, just on the floor.
0: That so could be the reason. Kind
2: of, <laughs> but he desperately needs to stay asleep, but there's just... Yeah, I drive around for like two hours and then the little one cracks it and yeah it's... That is a bit of a nightmare but you can understand (laughs) why
1: his emotions are exaggerated and why he can't listen if you're trying to regulate so why he can't sort of when you say if you can calm down mummy can talk to you about whatever the truck not going right he can't do that because he's constantly in a state of being overtired so how much sleep do you think he gets in total?
2: Probably, but so we put him to bed at seven, and he's probably asleep by about quarter past eight, and then anywhere between five and six, he's he wakes up. up in the morning. Yeah. So
1: it takes him a long time to go to sleep.
2: Yeah, and we, what do you have to again? Do? Have tried everything. So the only thing that works right now is for one of us to be in the room, room lying him. down next to him. Yeah, and he. You just see his little mind and his little body just processing everything. This is not just a little
1: trick, and I've had it work on older children who do that, but (laughs) it's actually a trick. Will he listen to a story? Yeah. He will? And what's his favorite story? Um...
2: Bear hunt or
1: okay. little going, bear go to sleep. Okay. So what you want to try, and this might work for him because you said he's a really busy boy and he he finds it difficult to calm down, lay down, stay still, go to sleep, all those mechanisms for going to sleep. So now yeah. we know why the emotions are exaggerated. You know, it's that age old you've been doing it for two and a half years to try and teach him to sleep. Try audio books. So okay. you know, get his audio book ready. Firstly, um, weirdly, I wouldn't put him to bed till about seven thirty, so that we can yes. sort of shorten it. And that's only if that only if. Um, but that's only if he's had a good day. If he's yeah. had a bad day, I put him to bed at seven. And if yeah. he's had a really bad day, I put him to bed at six thirty. Yeah. But what I what I think we need to do is teach him <laughs> to calm down, relax, and be still, so that he yeah. can go to sleep. And this might help him to rest in the day, not sleep in the day, but rest and let his mind rest in the day. That might help this situation. So try an audio book. And so you find we're going on a bear hunt and and you get a little pair of speakers and you're going to say, you want to lay down now, mummy will sit here and we're going to listen to the story. So you start listening to the story. And as he gets caught into the stories, you'll probably be able to eventually say to him, mummy will be back in a few minutes minutes meaning you know you're waiting for the end of the story now yeah. what that might do in the day is just turn his mind off and let him rest So you know, we're going into your room. You're going to lay down in your bed, and I'm going to put on. We're going on a bear hunt. You'll have to mix it up
2: a little bit.
0: Yeah. Can I? Can I do a shameless self promotion for the radio station here? If I can, Amy. Um, We've got
2: the podcast. Oh, but do do
0: you have? um, See, I've been using this, Amy, with my both my three and a half year old who doesn't sleep very well, and my five almost six year old um so the stories that we have on the app what you can do is if you play and this is what i've done um is i've started playing from the first story which might be um i think it's my brother is a beast at the moment and then if you've got it streaming it'll just go to the next story so they're actually all different stories but they're short enough that they're only three or five minutes so for the little ones it they don't have to keep their attention engaged because it'll be a different story in another three or four minutes. Yeah. And some of them have um, some beautiful music behind them and I've – my son's just had his tonsils out, so I've used it a lot and I highly recommend it. So I
1: would use that in the long term. Okay, I think we're I'm going to grab done. him in with a story he that knows. He knows. Yep. So I'd start yeah. with a story he knows because I think that will hold his attention, but I, it's the same concept yeah. on a loop. And actually what we're teaching him to do is the ability to rest. And yeah. by that ability to rest, I think his body will calm and he might drop off and have 20 minutes but yeah. generally speaking it will help him sleep better and that will help him regulate his
0: emotions. Yeah. And Amy, I'm okay. sorry I have to cut in because we do need we have a few more we have to yeah, answer. Okay. But um good luck and thank you. Please thank come you back to us if the sleeping thing doesn't help and we we'll, we can yeah, try again.
2: But give it a go. Yes, no, I will. I'll I'm writing it down and about to do it as soon as I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Amy. All right, thanks, well, thanks, Amy. So much. Good okay. luck.
0: You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse, Chris Minogue. And if you call now on 1-800-543-772, um, you can speak directly with Chris, or you could pop your question below this video if you're watching us on Facebook Live. Let's head to one of the questions we've had um, via email, actually. This is from Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I have seven-week-old twin boys who are often restless and scream after a feed. They are on a four-hour routine, but often it can take more than two hours to settle them. Sometimes they are waking up around three hours after a feed and screaming out for more milk. The boys are, are formula fed and are currently having Aptamil gold HA. It was recommended by the paediatrician. Um, could the formula be the problem in um, NICU? In NICU, in they were having NAN and were much more settled.
1: No, I think the um, formula you have going, Christine, is perfectly fine. Um, they were more settled because they were babies in, in NICU, not because the formula made them more settled. The other thing here, the most significant thing, is that you've put them on a, four, a four-hourly routine and they're actually probably saying to you, I want to be on a three or three and a half hours. So they could be screaming because they're actually not getting enough on a four-hourly routine. And this is a really common thing that may happen where the baby starts off on one practice when they're young Um, especially with prem babies and they change as they mature through it they change and act like normal normal babies so I'm not sure how prem they are by the information given to us but I would say just as, as a first hint is feed them a little bit less but feed them more frequently so feed them every three to three and a half hours they're seven weeks old I'm just taking a guess here it should be around probably 90 mils maybe 100 mils um, and they might have it more frequently during the day there's other questions that I would need to know a bit more information before I could expand on getting them a bit more settled for you Christine but that would be my starting point I'd feed them a little bit less but a little bit more frequently and see if it decreases the amount of crying you're experiencing.
0: All right. Well, good luck with that, Christine. And as we always say, give us a call or um, send us another message if uh, that doesn't work out. I can imagine seven-week-old twin boys (laughs) is a bit of a challenge. Um, Let's move on to the next question from Sarah on the text line. This is about lengthening night sleeps. Right. Welcome back. Hope you had a great Christmas. Thank we you didn't. very much, Sarah. It was awesome. My ten month old is waking close to five AM each day but seems tired. Yeah. On the very occasional days that she sleeps until six AM, she wakes happy and is not yeah. nearly as clingy in the mornings. How can I encourage her to lengthen her night sleep? Uh, There's a couple
1: of things going on here, so we need to know how much she's having during the day so that she's well rested. Um, But we'll assume that she's getting about three hours of sleep in the day. Any less than that, she'll be overtired by the time she goes to bed. So some babies wake up early because they're overtired. I know that sounds ridiculous, but actually if you put them to bed earlier, they sleep better. So one is we would look at the timing of her sleep phases, but waking up at 5am, really common. I mean, really common. The fact Unfortunately. That she, yeah, <laughs> But she wakes up tired and that's the difference because all the other babies are waking up happy at 5am and the parents can't get them back to sleep. So she's waking up and she's a little bit cranky at 5am. My first trick would be to tell you, to give her her bottle or her feed, whichever way you're feeding her, at 5am and see if you can get her to go back to sleep till 6.30 or 7. Let her determine that. And when she wakes up, just give her breakfast and move on with the day. So think of that 5am, 6am feed as, as the one feed. Don't refeed her when she gets up. And see if giving her a little bit more sleep consistently in the morning actually helps her overall. Um, And the second thing I consider is how much noise is going on at 5am. It sounds like 5am there's not a lot of noise, but actually if you wake up at 5am, there could be birds twerping and trucks going past, and that's what initiates her wake up and she can't get herself back to sleep. Mm. So they would be my quick tips on how to look at that and see if that uh, helps you out or give us a call back with a little bit more information about the days. That might also help me.
0: All right, good luck, Sarah. You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. I'm Siobhan Hunt. We now have Lisa on the phone, Chris. She yep. has a question about fussy, fussy eating. eating. Don't we know all? Well, I don't know the answers. I know the problem, I don't know the <laughs> answers. Lisa, oh, do you want oh, yeah, I can help you, Lisa. <laughs>
3: Hi, thanks. So I have a 12 month old son, and yep. we started feeding him solids when he was five and a half months. And right yes. from the get go, he was a very big eater, very non picky eater. He would eat tons of food, whatever I put in front of him, yeah, and tons of it. Um, He started daycare last week. Yes. And suddenly... He's gone on strike. (laughs) Yeah, he's gone on strike. He he will only eat raisin toast maybe sometimes (laughs) if I'm lucky. (laughs) Right. That is
1: pretty much going on strike. So up until he started daycare, he actually was still eating well with you. Yes. Okay. And was most of his food, was it by hand or were you feeding him? Uh, Most of it's by hand. Good. Excellent. So um, what I would do is go to three meals a day, breakfast, lunch and dinner, and don't give any snacks in between, just for a couple of days to see if that helps. And I give him small meals in front of him. So, not a lot of food. So you okay. could have a plate to the side with the food amount you think he's going to eat, but in front of him he might only have one or two things. So let him sort of not be overwhelmed by the amount in front of him. So that could be okay. an age- related thing. The other thing that could be happening seeing it happened as you started daycare is he might just be adjusting to daycare. And he's a little bit all over the place, and so he's sort of going on strike. So okay. I I would go really slow with small amounts, but I'd only give him three meals a day. And he obviously okay. has two or three milk feeds in the day. Yeah, And I would do the meals first. So when he wakes up in the morning, I'd give him breakfast. And then okay. give him an hour later, give him a milk feed. Then I'd give him lunch about 11.30 and then give him a milk feed before he goes down to bed. And then I'd do dinner about 5, 4.35 and then put him down okay. to bed. So I'd regulate it for a few days and see if that fixes the problem. But really small amounts in front of him. And the rest okay. of it's on a plate out of his sight.
3: How, how long should I kind of leave it? Um, say at dinner time, like right now, we've been sitting here for about half an hour, and he's that's nibbled through it. half a half a finger of toast, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I would I'd give it about twenty to thirty minutes. And the other thing that could be happening, he isn't getting a whole lot of teeth all at once, is he?
3: No, he, so he's got seven teeth, oh, and okay. he hasn't
1: so had any that. teeth come through in about two months. Okay, so that's not it. So yeah, I would just go low and slow, and really consistent in fo- in food times feed times and then see if that picks it up because he might be just a bit of um how many days of daycare did he did he do last week
3: uh he did three but we had so we had orientation on monday and we kind of eased him into it so we him and i were at daycare for about two hours together and then tuesday i left him for an hour and was there for an hour with him and then wednesday uh and he was yeah, yeah, Wednesday I left him
0: for half the day. Thursday
3: I left him for three quarters of the day. Yes. That's him in the
0: background now. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask a question that for the yeah. Lisa, kind of for Lisa? not Because yeah. I don't know anything, Lisa, just so you know. Chris she, is the expert. Um, <laughs> but when I remember, as Chris knows, I've had a fussy eater for yeah. like six years so <laughs> now. But um, one of the things people used to tell me, and I want to know if this is a myth or not, Chris, is that people used to say to me when Darcy was around the same age, around two eight not to look at what she ate in a day, but to look over the week. Is that a myth or is it like because she wouldn't? I think that's a myth. Oh, that's a myth. We look over the Made day. Made me feel better. We look oh, over the okay. day.
1: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. they can eat a lot in for breakfast and then not eat a lot over the rest of the day. Okay, so maybe don't so, leave it for a yeah. week, Lisa, yeah. but
0: if she, if he eats well at breakfast yeah. time, then it's all right. Yeah, if and I
1: do things like tomorrow give him fingers of toast with avocado on it if he's eating things like in a finger form like the, yeah, you okay. know, raisin toast is in a finger form. I just swap it around, see if he can handle that. But go with, you've got the plate behind him, but you're only giving him one or two things in front of him.
0: And as a true two-year-old, he is totally over you being on the he's phone, right. Lisa. Yeah. Oh, one-year-old, sorry. Yeah. So he's totally over being on the phone. We'd better let you go, but um, see how that goes and please call us back if you need to. Yeah.
3: Giselle, thank you so much. I'm so sorry for the meltdown. No, oh, we sorry. all know what it's like.
0: <laughs> Good luck, Lisa. That was Lisa on the phone. This is Kindling Helpline. And if you're in that position, like Lisa, try, been trying to feed your child and it's not working out, you can call and ask Chris any yeah, questions. Uh, yes. And we don't mind if your nope. child's having a meltdown because nope. we all know what that's like. I reckon they wait till you're on the phone and then they I just come in and scream. All. <laughs> Ignore
1: that noise. <laughs> if
0: you'd like to call, uh, the number is 1-800-543-772. Uh, the next question is from Amanda Chris yep. says, I have a 12 month old bum shuffler. Yes. Can you tell us your thoughts on shuffling? Should I take my little shuffler to a physio? She isn't pulling up to stand, but is pulling herself up onto her knees. She's not crawling, gets on all fours to grab things, but then pulls her leg back under to get yes. back into the sitting position. She's very clever to
1: That's be <laughs> able to pull and then get the leg under and sit up. It. Um, we worry about um, bum shufflers in two ways if they don't take their weight on their feet you know there so then and she's pulling to her knees so the next move would be probably pulling to stand so that it sounds like she's just got very efficient at shuffling along using her feet and her bottom Um, interestingly, I saw a little boy who was doing this about, he's actually 14 months old and he was very efficient. He could go upstairs, (laughs) bum shuffling, uh, up a stair. That's awesome. But actually when I put him on the floor into, on tummy time, he was actually very persistent at moving forward and he was getting his knee up and, you know, he looked like he was about to crawl. So in that case, he'll probably get there when they do tummy time. Um, so in this case, I would, let's see what she does over, um, the next month to see if she'll pull to stand and whether she travels around furniture in a month. If she hasn't, it might be a good idea to check in with a physio just so that if nothing, they can show you ways of getting her to move in a coordinated way to pull to stand and help her shuffle. I mean, sorry, travel. But I think she'll do it. If she's pulling up onto her knees, her next move would be pulled to stand, and, and that will stop the shuffling. So hold in there, um, but if not better in a month's time, then maybe go and see the physio. And is not crawling itself a problem? No, not crawling itself isn't a problem in that we would love them to do a crawl. movement for coordination but often they'll um, what they call combat crawl with one arm and one leg and then they just move into a crawl but they go from that up to stand really quickly so they may not crawl the other one is to get them to go up a staircase because they have to use a crawling movement to go up a staircase except so, for your wonder
0: boy who well he could only to... do it on
1: one step but it was quite <laughs> funny when he did it um so i think um if you've got a set of stairs you could have a little play going up the stairs that might help her um but i'd wait for a month and then maybe see a physio and see what they say because she's pulling to knees
0: all right. Good luck, Amanda. Yeah. Next question comes from Anne's. She says, my two-year-old girl doesn't have a good appetite, so I've started giving her some prescribed medicine to, accre- to increase her appetite plus B-complex 2. Is it Okay. Prescribed medicine, Um, it's a bit hard for you to comment. Yeah,
1: if it's it's a prescribed medicine, I can not comment on it because obviously you're seeing someone about Mm. what's happening. So um, my only advice is that sometimes if you go and see a dietician or a nutritionist, they can really help in this area. But if it's been prescribed, then you're under the GP GP. or whoever's prescribed it. So keep going and hopefully that might work for you.
0: Yeah, good luck, Anne. Sorry. Um, But it is a good time to point out that... um, Chris yeah. isn't a doctor, although she no. has lots of experience <laughs> and can help you in many ways when it comes to those sorts of medical things. Chris can't comment. No, um, and hopefully that that this yeah. will work. For you. If you have anything specific to ask around types of food that yeah, might help, different. or ways yeah, yeah. of introducing you to eat more foods, then Chris can help with that. Yeah. So, if you think of anything else, Anne, please feel free just to And there's some pop it really there. good
1: pediatric um, nutritionists that probably could help you out really well in okay. this this type of case.
0: All right. Well, um, yes, we've still got maybe five minutes. So if you want to throw anything else up there on mm. Facebook, and feel free. Um, otherwise, we'll go on to Nikki, who says she would like some. She would love some tips on toilet training my two and a half year old boy girl twins. Oh, they've right. so got one each. Oh, wow! <laughs> so yeah, how do you do that? <laughs> the same way.
1: You're just doing it at the same time. It doesn't matter if they're boy girl, except that we know that sometimes boys can be slower. Um, so it's a good time, as in that they're two and a half. So that cognitive development and understanding is there. Um, and also it's summer, so that makes it easier for you. So the first thing I do is, depends where you're up to and what you've tried, but what I do for a couple of weeks is when you run the bath, I put them to the toilet. So I've got a little soft toilet insert and steps to make it easier. And they're sort of just sitting there just for a few minutes, getting used to the idea of sitting then because they're two and a half about in two weeks time I would um, increase the number of times that you take them to the toilet so I'd put pull-ups on them so they understand that up and down part and for about a week before you go out I just say let's try on the toilet to do a wee before we go to the park or before we have lunch or we've got up from our sleep I'd increase it to about five times in the day and if over that week you notice them doing more toileting, so they're doing more wees, then I would go for it and go. The next week I'd just put little underwear on, wouldn't go very far. And I'd just say to them, tell mummy when you go when you need to go to the toilet, make sure it's always set up, make sure the door's always open. But for sleeps, I'd put them back in a pull-up or a nappy, depending on what you have with you. And give it a good go, but it's the right time to do it, and that's important. Yeah. So they need good language, which they probably do at two and a half, and they need to be aware of what their body's doing. So the first few days they'll get wet and they might upset them. We just say, not pro- not, a ro- not a problem, let's just change our underwear and we'll try for the toilet again
0: next time. So take it slowly, have a bit of a plan, and it should work beautifully. Lovely. Our next question comes from Justin. He says, my three-year-old absolutely hates the car at the moment and screams a lot. Oh, no. Music works for a little bit, but not for long. Any tips to deal with this? It's a highway <laughs> to, high to hell at the moment. Very funny, Justin. Oh, very funny. Like a funny. bit of humour
1: there. First, we have to find out why the three-year-olds cry getting in the car, because three-year-olds
0: usually love the car. So... It is, I've heard of lots of younger Children not liking the car. Oh, younger,
1: yeah, yeah, little little ones, but not a three-year-old. So, you What usually... if it's something
0: to do with a day sleep? What if she's not sleep, he or she's not they'd sleeping fall well in the car?
1: Mm, they'd fall asleep in the car. They'd probably run for the car. <laughs> so the first thing I'd look at is what happens in the car. How far are they going in the car? So maybe it's not a short trip and it's a long trip, and it might be two or three times a day. So what are we asking from her and how long is she sitting for? So... How I would turn it around, regardless of how you got there, is I do really small trips where she doesn't cry and therefore you can tell her that she's a good girl. Is it a she? It doesn't, well, it doesn't it. say. I've just so, assumed. So, um, you know, I do really short trips like from your place to to the post office, we're posting a letter, we get back in the car and I need you to colour in a picture when we get home. But the trip is only two or three minutes and then slowly increase it by telling her she's a good girl. Let her choose the music and let her help get in her car seat. And well, it's, an un- fun with it's actually an unusual three-year-old problem. I mean, I've seen three-year-olds not want to get in the car because they were in the park and they didn't want to leave the park. That's a different type of behaviour. Yeah, this sounds like it's happening inside. That's the all screaming straight child that won't bend to get them in the car seat. But this sounds like it's happening all the time for you. So try really small trips with verbal rewards at the end so you know can you hold this for daddy while we go to the post office and then when we get home we're going to do a sticker book um and then put some music on so i'm sure that we have some lovely music you could play and really short trips that you slowly slowly
0: increase and i'm just interested in your point as well at the start you were saying to um be aware of how often you're asking them to be in the car. So if you're making lots Lots of of trips trips. in a day, that's not going to help. That just
1: does their head in. So, or long trips, you might be expecting them to sit in the car, like little ones who might go to daycare in the city, but they might live in the hills. That's a long time in the morning and at night to be sitting
0: Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't like it much either. Well, good luck with that, Justin. Uh, This question comes from Caitlin. What are the obvious signs of teething? Our three and a half month old is constantly dribbling and always has something in her mouth. Also, is there anything you could please suggest that could help her if she is teething? Okay. So three and
1: a half months is very early for teething. So occasionally, and this is literally occasionally, you can get children who get their teeth very early but that's usually four to five months and it's usually hereditary. So what's probably happening, which is what happens most commonly at three months, is their saliva glands are building and they're dribbling. So they have got to learn to swallow the saliva back that's going to help them with eating as they get older. And she has a hand-to-mouth um, development stage. So everything goes in the mouth, her fingers, a fist. She tries to put the whole thing in her mouth and it causes that then causes the the drool to come out of the mouth. So my bet is that this is a stage and she'll go through it and she's just dribbling everywhere. Teething usually takes three days and they're unsettled both day and night. Lots of people tell me their children teeth at two in the morning, but children do not teeth at two in
0: the morning. <laughs> the teeth just go, Mum's asleep, let's teeth. And ah. lots
1: and lots of children never have any complaints about getting their teeth through so I suspect this is just a developmental stage where her saliva is building and she's got to learn to swallow it back but she's got a big hand in there so distract maybe with some toys in front of her that might distract her hand movement and you'll find that dribbling will go away.
0: Good luck, Caitlin. And this is our last question. We do wrap up at um, after about half an hour of Kindling Helpline. This is from Annie. She says, have you got any tips for how to get rid of going down with a bottle of milk at bedtime?
1: Not knowing the age of this child, but I'm assuming that it must be an older child, um, I would reduce the amount in the bottle over a few days. So every other day, drop it by 30 mils so that the child is actually getting used to drinking less in the bottle. And then I would coincide the last, you know, 50 mils um, with a Friday. Then I'd hold my breath and I'd just take the bottle away. And it's bad for one night, but it's really, really good after that. So (laughs) hold your breath, but I'd wean them off. If you just take that much milk off them, they'll really, really complain for a long time. So wean it down and then take a breath and then just take the bottle off
0: them. All right. Well, that's... Everything from us today. Uh, thank, thank you so you. much for your time, Chris. Yep. So, if we didn't get to your question, don't forget to check out the Kindling Conversation podcast. Chris has been with us for two, three years now, so yeah. there's lots of topics she's possibly covered before. <laughs> but if it's something specific, then you can get in touch with us this week. You can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. You can send us a text to 0437 665 or you can hang out until next week, call us live, or post your question on Facebook